When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOFD, you'll be all set when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOFD. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 or older and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick. Continuing our 25 years uh Sessions going back over the first 25 years of Ravens history with another pod today. Uh, joining me for an interesting one is Sam Skidmore. How you doing, Sam? Doing great, Ken. And you? I, I can't complain, not even a little bit. Now, it, it, the way I met Sam gets into what this pod is about. I actually met Sam uh, going to a Ravens game. Uh, and he and his wife, Sabina, uh, were at the airport. Maureen and I were traveling as well for a road game. And uh, we, we, we had seen them already more than once before, I think, at that point. But we, we said hi. And Marina was a uh, sorry, uh, Sabina was a photographer and had pictures to show us from the game, which was terrific. And, uh, and we really enjoyed that. But anyway, what we're talking about today is life going to see football on the road and Ravens fans travel very well. Sam is no exception. So Sam, let's talk first about a little bit about who you are. Uh, it, Cause you've got a relationship to another guest that's kind of well-known. Josh Charles is on the show and you were a, a childhood friend of his. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, Josh and I, we were on our first little league team together, um, you know, way back in elementary age. And I think as he mentioned in the podcast, he was on with you that his grandmother lived on the same street, as I did, and before our little league games, um, I would sleep over, and since he slept over his grandmother's, we you know, and his grandmother would make us breakfast, 
before our games and we go off to our little league games. And um, a lot of people probably also know that his uncle um, was staying the fan. And in my high school years, I screen calls on Stan's radio show in the old WFBR days in you know the mid to late 80s. That's that's interesting. It, uh, I uh, I would have some questions about that going back, but that's a, that's an interesting job that you're able to get from Stan. Uh, so you've been to a, a lot of road stadiums. Sometimes you sometimes you drive, sometimes you fly as well. C- kind of give us a sense of how many you've been to. I've been to a total thirty five different stadiums. Obviously, that includes cities that um, during the period of time going to these games, you know, they got a new stadium, whether it's Dallas or you know. Indianapolis, Arizona, as an example. Um, and I've been to a total of 107 road games, you know, counting regular season and postseason. There's definitely a couple uh, preseason in there, but, but I didn't kind of factor them in or count them because uh, it's preseason. Yeah, that's, that's still, that's a lot of traveling and it gives you an idea of, uh, I don't want to say subculture because that makes it seem somehow seedy, but, but this culture of Ravens fans that really like to travel, there's a lot of people who go to a lot of road games and there's a lot of people also who make it a point to try and visit all the stadiums and Sam, you, you've got to be getting pretty close. Yes. Um, I'd say as of a couple few years ago, I was probably close to hitting all the active current stadiums, obviously before you know, the Rams and the Chargers relocated, before the Falcons got a new stadium. You know, unfortunately, I think Minnesota was one that one of those cities that had not been to either the old Metrodome or their new stadium, mm-hmm. as well as um uh, the Raiders, I'd never been to Oakland, and obviously this year was the first year of fans in Vegas. Um, so hopefully, you know, one day um, that'll be a possibility. Yeah, our own personal experiences in Oakland is you might never want to go there, but they, that, that opportunity may have been taken away from you with that big new facility. Oakland, scary place. It's one of a couple, along with Cleveland, where we've really gotten trouble on the road. So uh, it's uh, it was anyway one we were, we were we're never really thrilled to go back to. Uh, I, I did want to mention a personal connection that we have. So after years of seeing you guys on the road, of knowing Sabina from camp, uh, where she was taking photographs for years, um, it, it, one of the things you did for us, which I've really got to say has been a big deal for us, is help us out with some personal training. And I know you know, we now do this via Zoom due to the pandemic, but it's been something that's really helped us uh, in terms of maintaining our weight and not getting fatter as we got older. And and uh, really appreciate you helping us with that, Sam. Yeah, it's been a great joy. It's something I definitely have a strong passion about. Kind of ironically, around the same time that I started going to road games is when I kind of ventured on my own journey to get healthier myself, you know, eat better, exercise. And I think it has an impact on your overall health, you know, with having the energy level to go to all these road games. Cause it's not easy whether you're driving or flying and those kind of schedules. And you, you have a regular life with work. And at the time when we first started going to these road games, my kids were 10 and eight. So there's a lot going on. You have to have the energy to function and definitely maintaining a healthy lifestyle contributes to being able to achieve that. Yeah. Now you're on Twitter, you're at, Sam Skidmore Fitness or at Skidmore Skidmore Fitness? It's at Skidmore Health. And I will say that I've kind of slacked in recent times on Twitter that it's been more or less, you know, things about my running or workouts that I, um, I used to, you know, it's, you know, I know this isn't the main topic of what we're talking about, but you know, every week the Ravens put out the game releases, a PDF on the website. And there used to be 
um, a section that they would have on there is like milestones that are coming up. You know, it might be, I don't know, Ray Lewis is five tackles away from 500 in his career, or Todd Heap is six receptions away from 300. And I would kind of tweet little factoids about that because I don't really know how many people sought out that information on the website. And I think it's changed how they present the information on the game release. So that's not always there. So I'll admit I've kind of slacking on you know, some of my Twitter content. It's definitely a focus that I want to kind of get back to. Yeah, would would say uh, if you're interested in, in in making sure you have a handheld workout, if you're one of those people who it's like it's easy to avoid a workout, really nice to have a scheduled uh, session. We really appreciate what you've done for us, Sam. Anyway, yeah, yeah, I want to mention that. Yeah, definitely great. You know, and people can reach out to me as well, and if they just need some advice or, um, you know, tips. All right, let's get let's get back to the main topic of the show, which is your your experiences on the road and uh, and some of the great stories that have sprung from that. Because I know there are some. So it, take us back to any moment, any 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 time you went on the road that was like really a cool event. Uh, I mean, there's obviously so many. Obviously, when you've been to that many, you know, regular great regular season games, postseason experiences. Um, as far as like little factoids, little interesting thing. I mean, it it kind of started as you know, as far as the beginning, when we first started going to these road games, hadn't really thought much about them. The first couple of years we got into following, you know, the Ravens and, um, you know, in 03, you know, when the schedule came out, I'm a big music fan and the, um, Aerosmith's tour schedule had come out and they were going to be in Arizona and Phoenix within a week of this, when the Ravens were playing the Cardinals. So we booked a trip to go there but then a couple of weeks before that game was scheduled, um, we had Hurricane, I think Isabel, come through here in Baltimore and knock our power out. And being a well and septic that we had at the time, you don't, you have no water, you have nothing. So spontaneously, I said to my wife, I said, Ravens are in San Diego. We should go to San Diego. So we quickly called the Chargers. They had tickets. We booked a flight and we went out there. So San Diego, um, you know, in, in 03, was my first road game. And, and once you kind of get a taste of it, especially it's a victory. It was a week mm-hmm. after Jamal Lewis broke the, 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 win, the rushing record, go to Arizona a couple weeks later and see a victory there. Made the adventurous choice to go to Cleveland in December of that year. Yep. You know, it's only obviously at that point, you're only seven years removed from the move. So a very hostile fan base. Um, you know, I'm wearing a Ray Lewis jersey, so I'm getting cussed out the whole game. F this, F that, Ray Lewis murderer. Um, and my daughter was with us, and she's 10 years old. She has a disability, so it had to carry. We didn't have wheelchair accessible seating, so I had to carry her, you know, down to our seats. Uh, fourth quarter, you know, the Ravens ended up winning the game 35 nothing and clinching the division that day. Um, got hit with a program in the head in the fourth quarter. So it was an interesting experience. This is uh, consistent with our Cleveland experience, <laughs> by the way. Uh, but <laughs> uh, we had we had some things happen to uh, to us at the fifteen fourteen win uh, at Cleveland in two thousand six. Uh, not dissimilar, but uh, I, I appreciate that story. Uh, really, really cool to go on the road for good results. And you're right; it is kind of addictive, isn't it? That you that you you go you go to once you see a win, and you know that that the, that San Diego game you're mentioning was Suggs' first interception, right? Uh, you know, Bowler's first touchdown pass, I think, was in that game. Right. That's a big milestone in Ravens history anymore, but, but it is what it is. Uh, it, it just, it just, you remember these things that happen on the road. It, 
Tell me this with with Sabina and you, because I want to know if it's similar to Maureen and me. Does Sabina remember the games as well as you do for the events that occurred? Um, Probably not really. You know, just the adventure of the travel, um, you know, because we saw you a lot of times on the flights. Um, You know, and then there were times later on where we did more driving and that becomes kind of this little, you know, road warrior hitting the road, driving across the country, you know, you know, adventure as you branch out and um you know those were fun it was probably some of those type of unique experiences i mean i can remember you know as far as other activities you know in detroit and chicago in 05 you know just going to a movie the night before um you know i think those early days part of what i tried to achieve which i was always wrong see if i could guess what hotel the team was staying at you know, back in like 03, 04, and I was always wrong. Um, I do remember, you know, you know, talking about being addictive, that after the 03 season, when the list of opponents came out for 04, you know, we were playing the AFC East and the NFC East, and then the one game that was based upon where we finished in the standings was Indianapolis on the road. And I said, there's only one game out of our time zone. We can get to all these games with ease. Mm-hmm. And we did. We hit all eight road games, you know, obviously plus the eight home games. Um, you know, I do remember as far as unique experiences in Indianapolis, that 04 game was a Sunday night game. Uh, when, obviously it was when ESPN was doing the Sunday night games. Yep. And we did figure out what hotel the team was staying at. So we walked over, you know, a few hour, a couple hours before, you know, bef- a little bit before the buses are heading out. And it was almost like fans that were there made like this line of from the elevators out to the door. So when the guys came off the elevator, they were kind of going through this tunnel of fans to get out the door to the bus. And it was kind of just a unique, it was kind of a cool thing. Mm-hmm. Not signing at that point, but no, they, just you know, kind of... they got their headphones on. They're focused on, you know, walking out to the, um, to the bus and, and, and getting to the stadium. Um, Anyway, that is cool. I, definitely, definitely something that's a unique road experience. I'll just say that Maureen really remembers what we had for dinner mm. when we're on the road. She really remembers the restaurants we go to. Uh, and I'll remember things about the game, and it'll be like things like, really? You don't remember that kind of thing? I always say, and she's like, you don't remember what we ate. And I can tell you, I had, you know, shrimp scampi or whatever. And, and that was just delicious. So it's, uh, we each got our own priorities in life and what we remember, I guess. Yeah, I mean, as far as... You know, I know, you know, people wonder about probably about tickets and hotels and things like that. And I know, you know, what I used to try to do was it's different now because now I think it's part of the way they promote the schedule. When they put the schedule out, tickets go on sale immediately. But, you know, prior to that, you know, you'd have to check like each team's website to see when they put tickets on sale. And I would kind of just monitor it. And, you know, as soon as, like, I saw the Steelers were putting tickets on sale for their games, you know, that day, you know, just logging on the Ticketmaster and you're trying to get them. And um, I had a unique experience, which I didn't pull the tickets out to, to look at the dates. But I do remember just by luck when you're doing best available three seasons, not consecutive seasons, buying a ticket to a Pittsburgh game where I got the exact same seat. Hmm. 
Okay, but you so it was you were choosing from the whole stadium in general, and you know you liked that location, so that was the well, first you looked to see if it was available. I just hit best available. I didn't even try to uh-huh. zoom in for you know sometimes when tickets go on sale the first time like that, um, they don't give you a chance to like zoom into the map just because so many people are on at the same time that it will clog up the um, you know their ability to it will crash the site if everybody at the same time is trying to hand pick location. So usually it's just the system just generates best available and just came out. And, and I will say, because I'm sure this is probably something that people probably would be curious about as far as experiences and you know because obviously a lot to a lot of people going to a road game may just be a one time thing each season. So they pick like a destination spot, you know, whether it's Miami, whether it's San Diego, obviously not San Diego anymore, but um yeah, Tampa or Miami, um you know, other, you know, great weather cities. Um, but, you know, the, the road games in the divisions, you know, I mean, the, you know, just like, you know, in the press conferences where Harbaugh talks about the fans and the fan support, that's huge for them um, when they see a lot of purple in those, you know, division rival stadiums. And, um, and I know this is probably not going to be a popular thing to say, but there's nothing like the renegade experience in Pittsburgh. When that song comes on and those fans go crazy, um, you know, you kind of got to block out for a second that you're a Ravens fan and just let yourself be in the moment of the experience because it is a great environment. And I know that kind of is what led 10 years ago to the Ravens having a poll to have a song of their own that um, Seven Nation Army ended up winning that poll to have a song to kind of duplicate that kind of an environment here. Um, so, but, but the big key is when you're, especially those division rival games, you, you just got to know how to behave. You know, you, you can't, you got to be respectful of the environment you're in and, to, you know, tone down, you know, yeah, you want to go crazy when Lamar does something, but, you know, you got to kind of just remember where you are a little bit and kind of, if you don't want to get yourself in a fight or get thrown out, um, you know, just kind of tone it down. Yeah. I, I, uh, we've run into that before <laughs> certainly, but we're, uh, we're fairly vocal road fans. We wear our colors. We, we make sure we're always there, uh, uh, cheering on, you know, one of the things to, to do is if stadiums have PSLs, they generally have better behaved home fans. Mm. So you, you, you know, you get, you get that kind of protection. So places like Oakland never had that, at least not mm. that I'm aware of. And, and, and it's one of the reasons why it was, uh, was always pretty tough. I don't know if Cleveland did it or not. Obviously they had a new stadium. So it's a, it's a, an opportunity mm. to follow the Ravens model and go to PSLs, but I'm not sure if they had the ticket demand to make that happen. Yeah, I mean, as far as wearing colors, you know, I never felt worried in Pittsburgh or Cleveland even. The only time I can remember that I was like a little bit apprehensive was in 2004. I went to Philly and mm-hmm. we're taking our daughter with us. And um, we had a dog at the time that was training as an assistance dog. Um, so I had like the whole little vest and everything. And we were bringing her along. And I didn't think that there really would be any concern or worries. But I just wanted to be co- conservative and i did not wear a ravens jersey you know kind of a little play on the word eagles i actually wore a ravens t-shirt and over top of it i wore a concert t-shirt i had from the band the eagles okay Um, there you go and and i don't you know with assistance dog there was a rottweiler i don't think anybody would have messed with us but you just never know when you're going to the bathroom the reputation that Philadelphia has, I just figured it just wasn't worth the risk. So that's the only time I've gone to a stadium where I did not wear Ravens, you know, Jersey 
Well, that's interesting. It's uh, you know these road stories are always good. How about how about something related to the game and and what's kind of your favorite game moment on the road? Ooh, favorite game moment. There are so many. There really are so many because it's like you get a you know a brief flash in your head of different things. Like I can remember being in Tennessee in 2006 and we were down big. McNair brought us back and Trevor Price blocking the field goal. And I was in the opposite end zone. And that was so loud when he put his hand up and blocked that ball that I could you know, hear it as if it was like right in front of me. Hmm. Um, you know, one, another story is kind of just, you know, probably a fan experience in the stands and dealing with opposing fans. We went to Denver in 2005. It was a cold December game. And I think, I can't remember if it was eBay I bought the tickets off of, but it was in front row. And I think it might have been the first time that sat front row in the end zone. Uh, end zone is where I sit at home. So it's always my place of preference on the road games where I prefer. Um, I guess before I get to that story, I say I always have the preference of in the end zone or near the tunnel where the Ravens come in and out of uh, because when the home team is losing, you know, their fans leave, so it makes mm-hmm. it easier as a visiting fan for Ravens fans get by that tunnel as they're coming off the field, and they're always tossing their gloves and things like that. So I've gotten plenty of gloves that I gave to my kids over the years, you know, when they were younger, uh, you know, from different players that threw them up at the end of the game. So that's just a, that's a, like a fun thing that I would always kind of target an area because if it's like a two-minute warning and you're just two sections over, it's a lot easier to get in that position and be ready yeah, because obviously if it's a win, they're just kneeling and then they're out. Whereas if you're all the way in the upper level trying to get down there quick enough, you're not going to make it. Yeah, it's a very cool collectible, a glove. And usually the players throw them off and throw them individually, not as a set and whatnot. And uh, one of the best experiences, and I, I am kind of a memorabilia guy, but not the, not as much as you know I was as a kid uh, in, in terms of having cards and stuff like that. But I, I got Edwin Mulatalo's blocking glove from the 2000 playoff win mm. at Tennessee. Wow. And that day became the best day I've ever had for football. And that was just part of the story. Obviously it's one of the great games in Ravens history. It was one of the great struggles in Ravens history in terms of they didn't get have anything going on offense and they still won the game 24 to 10, the block field goal, the return Ray Lewis, of course, sealing it off. Um, and then Edmund Mulatalo gives me his glove. And it, one of the things I love about road football also, Sam, which I haven't heard you really mention so far is like, you're, you're kind of the only person in your immediate vicinity usually rooting for your team, and that's kind of fun. Or maybe you have one other couple of people that are, that are that are nearby, one row behind, run run front, and you can high five them, and everybody else kind of has to has to be there and and deal with it. Uh, I I really like that aspect of road football about about you know you're you're there you're you're very happy uh among the few really and i i I, you know i love it home nothing like home football in terms of you know getting loud and and uh and having fun and uh but i love road football as well just for some of the some of the very complementary reasons to that yeah i mean uh, as you mentioned that brings up uh, you know a memory real quick from 2006 in cincinnati i mean as, as far as like the home games because my daughter's in a wheelchair and we have the equal access seats i can stand and I'm not really blocking anybody, so I don't sit at the home games at all, except for halftime and a little bit pregame. So the entire game, I stand. And, you know, and I know that's kind of old school as far as a lot of football fans in other cities as well. And 
you know, 2006, the Ravens played a Thursday night game in Cincinnati. I think it was the first year that they kind of expanded the Thursday nights yep. beyond Thanksgiving. It was kind of, a, if I remember correctly, it was a rainy night too. Yep. And kind of standing, you know, and kind of no Ravens fans really around me. And um, standing during the national anthem and doing introductions. The guy standing next to me looks at me. He's like, we don't sit here. Hope you're ready for it. And I was like, that's great. I don't, I don't sit either. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I think that's pretty common in soccer in Europe. They, they, they may never sit during the game. They just kind of stand. And, and it's one of the kind of the fearful things in general missionaries is that they, they stand and they kind of press closer to each other. And, and you can have some, some things come up over that that are probably not that pleasant. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. And it's getting back to the, the Denver one that kind of mentioned is kind of a neat little situation that, um, you know, we were sitting in our seats and, the guy, this guy comes, I can't remember now if he was sitting next to us or behind us, but he had two daughters with him and he just introduced himself as Jose. And we started talking for a couple minutes. And then he kind of mentioned that the guy that sits um, on the end of the row always likes to harass and hassle fans of the opposing team. And he's like, I got my daughters here with me. I really don't feel like dealing with that today. So just kind of play along. I'm going to introduce you as like my army buddy for my army days. <laughs> so, you know, so he did that. He went and bought us hot chocolate. So it was, you know, it was a great thing. Um, and I think back in those days, I really, you know, on the social media side, I hadn't really gotten into worrying about like Facebook. And, um, but I think a couple years later, um, my he reached out to my wife because at the game when we were there, his niece was one of the people that rides the horses when they when the Broncos score a touchdown. So she was able to take a few photos. Um, so we were able to get those photos to him. I, I I have to I have to tell you kind of a reflexive story about about road kindness. We were in Green Bay for the '09 game, and. They have these metal bleachers in Green Bay. It's all on one yep. level, by the way. You go high up, and those things are cold as hell if you sit on them. So we showed up. We did have long underwear on, on I think, but we also had just jeans. So that's not enough to go to a, uh, a night game in Green Bay and sit on those bleachers. And we showed up, and the Green Bay fans were aghast that we hadn't brought anything to sit on. They said, hold on, I've got an extra hunter's thing for you to sit on here you know like a like a hunting seat or something they gave us and i'll tell you that made all the difference for that and i think they're the also the ones who taught us about standing on top of cardboard which is, <laughs> you go to a lot of real road games that uh, standing on top of cardboard really keeps your feet warm it insulates your feet mm-hmm. highly recommend it by the way bring your own cardboard mm-hmm. um one other thing i'll say and this goes home or road but it's really more of a factor if you're going to really cold road games because baltimore never gets super super cold um cut out pieces of insulation for your seat cushions. They're really easy to carry. Uh, cut them out that, that, that are the proximal side. Just a, a, a kind of a thin insulation works extremely well for either seat or underneath your feet. Mm. Uh, highly okay. recommend that. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, as far as a couple other things that are kind of just neat little things to mention about the road, you know, there's obviously some gamesmanship that takes place. I think especially with Cincinnati. Um, 2010, the Ravens played the second game of the season in Cincinnati and the hotel we were staying at um, was actually the same hotel. The team was staying at um, was right across the street from what they call fountain square, which is like the center of their downtown. Um, 
And here it is the middle of September, and Cincinnati is holding their Oktoberfest with all the vendors lined up on that street right in front of the hotel. <laughs> do they, do they, I, I thought I remember part of the story was that there was a sound that went on every hour or something. To, that, I'm not sure about that. I don't remember that part. Um, but it was just kind of interesting. Um, and, and, you know, being with health and fitness, I'm a runner. And one of the things I like to do in a lot of these cities is, is go for runs, you know, the morning of a game. I do rem- I remember coming out of the hotel Sunday morning and just seeing all the vendors still, you know, the, the booth still kind of lined up sitting out there um, from the night before. Um, but also in Cincinnati, the following year, you know, as became typical for several years, you know, the Ravens ended the season with the last game of the regular season in Cincinnati. And for 2011, the final game was New Year's Day, you know, January 1st, 2012. So mm-hmm. obviously you're there New Year's Eve. And the building that was next to the hotel that we were staying at, which, again, I guess I have to preface the fact that, um, you know, I'll just make a brief mention, just the fact that, you know, when we were doing these road trips, starting in the 06 season, my wife being a photographer, started shooting the games for press box. Uh, so from 2006 to 2017, um, she shot the games for press box. So, um, you know, we were able to stay at the same hotel that the team stays at. Um, so people may be wondering, well, how's it two years in a row staying at the same hotel? But the building that was next to the hotel where the team was staying at, that was the building from the roof of that building that Cincinnati used to set off their New Year's Eve fireworks. So it seems, you know, and I do recall, I think a week later, um, Jared Johnson had a weekly show on um, 98 Rock, and he was actually talking about this, you know, you know, we got to get some sleep for the game, and there's fireworks going off. And um, five years later, in the 2016 season, it was the same scenario where the Ravens were playing the final game of the regular season in Cincinnati again on New Year's Day, and the team stayed in the suburbs this time. No, that's uh, <laughs> that really weird. Some very weird things clearly going on the road here. Sam, very much appreciate having you on for this show. It's great to go down memory lane about some of these road experiences, and I think uh, you know a lot of people would probably have stories of their own on this. Uh, tell folks again where they can talk football with you. Yeah, you can just check me out on Twitter at Skidmore Health. Um, you know, and you know, if anybody got questions about you know experiences on the road, great cities, um, you know, I would definitely encourage people. Um, if you have the opportunity and you have the time and you ha- have the money to definitely make a trip um, to some of these cities. And, and, you know, if you have the opportunity to also make an extended weekend of it and explore. I mean, one of the things being a runner that definitely made it unique was definitely to go for runs through some of the parts of the city that maybe not have had time to, you know, whether it was Houston you know, or San Diego. Obviously, San Diego is not an option anymore. But, um, you know, Miami was definitely great to, you know, different parts. of the, you know, They stayed more like in Hollywood, Fort Lauderdale area. Um, but I definitely would encourage people to kind of, um, you know, make it part of what you do as a fan, you know, supporting the team on the road as well as here at home. 
All right, Sam, appreciate you coming on. For other folks out there, if you want to do a 25 years podcast, uh, send me a DM on Twitter, a couple of ideas for it. By now, you know the drill. We're not looking for Mount Rushmore stuff. We're looking for more narrow, focused topics uh, that we can talk about in about 20 minutes uh, and still get into some depth on. So if you like Vontae Leach, tell me about him. If you like Corey Ivey, tell me about him, and, uh, and we'll have a discussion. Uh, Sam, thanks again for coming on. Thank you, Ken. Thanks for having me. And we'll talk to you next time on Film Study. mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.